We are living in unprecedented times. No matter what industry you come from, we must all review, rethink, and reinvent ourselves. Are you an entrepreneur that is trying to adapt your business to the new norm? Well, you are listening to the 2020 Entrepreneur, a podcast that will motivate you and have you think outside of the box. My name is Hugo Almeida, and with over 30 years of being an entrepreneur, I am here to share and inspire you with my experiences and help invent a new you. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to a new episode of T20E World, and today we are talking all about the single most important skill for acing college admissions and life. And to join me in this conversation, I have Stephen Cruz, who's the president of Omega Educational Consulting, an accomplished speaker, program developer, a facilitator who specializes in educational counseling and student affairs. And before we dive in to talking with Stephen and learning more about the skill of acing admissions in life, I want to take a quick minute to thank our sponsors. The future of business and communication continues to shift towards the cloud. The global pandemic completely changed how businesses operate today. Unified communications and collaboration have taken the way we exchange information and connect amongst our teams, our employees, and our customers to an entirely new level. If you are looking to enhance your business operations to more than just the phone system, creating better productivity while having the ability to now text, chat, call, fax, video conference, all under one platform, look no further. Abitronics, a government certified corporation, is here to educate, explain, and assist in selecting a cloud partner that best fits your needs and organization. Call Abitronics today at 973-584-7550 or email at info at abitronics.com to have a cloud specialist assist you at no cost. Welcome back. And now with me today, Stephen Cruz. Thank you so much for joining T20E World. Greatly appreciate your time. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Muchas gracias. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you and welcome. I am intrigued and I am so curious. I want to know what is the single most important skill for acing college admissions as well as in life? That's a great question. And the simple answer is respect. Wow. I love it. Respect. From the very beginning, that is the answer to that question. That's awesome. I'm a big fan of values, integrity, respect. So yes. I'm, I'm just curious, talk to me a little bit more, though, about what you mean when you say respect and how you tie it into the whole acing of the college admission program. Obviously, it applies to all of our lives, right? That's right. That's right. And, you know, I think that what really makes our higher education system here in the United States so special, unlike systems in Europe or Latin America or Asia, is that at the undergraduate level, at least, we really try to focus on the students' strengths, abilities, and what they can bring to the table as an individual. So, you know, students don't have to declare a major or what they think they want to study from the very beginning of their college education. 
That's right. right. Of the college career. So at the age of 17, you don't have to decide, I want to be a doctor or I want to be an, an attorney or I want to be an engineer necessarily, right? I want to do this undergraduate program that would allow me to explore what it is that I'm good at and what it is that I'm passionate about. Starts with respect, Hugo. Wow, that's great. Because it is tricky. Listen, we talked about it on this particular podcast because, listen, let's face it. I'm going to just talk about myself. At 17 years old, the last thing I knew is what I want to do for a living. It takes years to mature, and not only mature, but to identify what you're really good at and what you have passion for. I mean, right, right or wrong. So give me a little bit of more of a broader example, respect. Well, you know, respect really starts with self-respect, right? Uh, absolutely right. By definition, respect is a feeling or comportment based on admiration for something or someone else. That's right. So that needs to start at home, right? Absolutely. It needs to start with you. And I know it's a cliche, you can't love someone unless you start loving yourself. But the same thing with respect. How do you respect yourself enough to be disciplined, mm -hmm. to be tenacious, to be truthful and faithful to what you believe in. That's right. And that's where values come in and everything else comes in. But respect needs to start with you. And that requires a lot of self-exploration, a lot of self-discovery. And that's how it's tied into college admissions, because that's what the college admissions officers want to see. They want to see, have you done the work, right? And I was telling uh, a parent today that college, university is really 50% academics when you really think about it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because everything else, right, has to do with what happens outside of the classroom. That's where you'll meet your mentors, people that perhaps will be in your life for the rest of your life, yeah. where you start networking with people that in the future will be in a position to assist you in your career endeavors. Right? So what happens outside of the classroom is just as important as what happens in the classroom. I always say that, you know, if you're taking a full-time load of courses, right? Sure. That's 15 hours a week. If you're taking 15 credits a semester, that means that you're in the classroom 15 hours a week. At least, yep. Right? 15 hours, right? 15 credits. But the week, Hugo, has 168 hours, right? Never broke it what down like that. <laughs> that was some quick math on my yeah, end. Yeah, that's right? really, real good. <laughs> but what do you do with the other 153 hours? That's right. Right? Besides sleeping and studying and working out and doing all these other things. But, you know, you want to get an internship. You want to perhaps do some shadowing. You want to spend time, you know, with friends and establish some meaningful relationships, right? And that all stems from that respect. Respecting yourself first. Being truthful to yourself. Especially when you're starting college, right? You become a sponge. You start absorbing so many different things. Hearing so many different views on what this thing called life is all about. No doubt. So going back to the original question, respect is respecting yourself first and then following the golden rule, doing unto others. That's right. right. I have to ask though, I mean, you deal with such a broad amount of cultures because you're not just working with domestic students because I know that you're the go-to when it's international, whether mm -hmm. they're coming in from Europe, Asia, Latin America, I mean, you're really guiding them through this process. What right. are you doing, though, when you specifically interview a student or even their parents 
And maybe you see that that self-respect that you're talking about is just not at the level that you think. What do you do at that point? Like, do you consult them? I mean, what do you what do you do? You, I mean, you, know, you can't turn them down. I'm assuming a, a way of guiding them. Right. And I think that, you know, there was a time where the colleges would rate a student or value the student based on what they used to call open-mindedness. Today, they call it just likability. Is this student likable? Oh, boy. Right? Is this student likable? And I get that from the first 10 minutes after a conversation with a student. Is this student likable? Yes, he or she may have a 1600 on the SAT or 4.8 GPA, have taken you know rigorous courses, but are they likable? Do they come across as someone that I, X university, would like to have on my campus? As an admissions person, I'm putting together a cohort of students. Okay. Interesting. Right? Yeah. What can this student from Mexico, from Quito, from Bogota, from Beijing, from Paris, from Moscow, what can this student bring to this new cohort that I'm trying to put together in terms of values, in terms of open-mindedness, in terms of can I see this student being in a classroom where the professors will challenge them? Mm -hmm. Religion, politics, sexual orientation. I mean, all of these issues that are hot items now, but it really comes down to respect. You know, am I going to have a roommate that's going to be uh, subscribed to a different religion or a different sexual orientation? Am I going to be okay with that? Am I going to respect my roommate enough to be able to live with him or her? It's and so it complex. <laughs> it's so, it is complex because we start, I, I mean. I never really thought that deep into this. You know what I mean? And and, and you're right. Listen, I get the fact, you know, self-respect and respecting others. I'm a huge, huge fan of that. The values, the integrity that we always talk about. But I, I never thought of how complicated the process is. Now, again, I've been out of it for a while. My kids went through it some years back. And, and it's changed. And my goodness, yeah, this is deep. I mean, this is pretty deep. I'm just so curious, though. So, you know, how it might play out, you know, through this process. Well, you know, a lot of students, whether they're domestic or international, sure. come to us and the conundrum that they're in is, oh my God, I don't know what I want to study. What major should I declare now, even before I started college? I'm good at many things. I'm good at coding, but I'm also great at painting and drawing. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm also great at acting and, and doing biology and some, you know, some course related to the STEM fields, right? So how do I bring this together? That's a big conundrum that I'm in. And, and how does it make sense, right? And again, it goes back to, we're blessed to live in a country that celebrates that diversity when it comes to talents. No doubt. Absolutely. Right? Yep. There's a major university here in New York that has a school within the university where it's designed for you to create your own major, right? Where it's not about, I don't know what I want to major in, but it's about, I want to do a lot of things at once. So this particular school will allow you to take classes at their business school, their college of arts and sciences, their art school, and create a major that goes well with who you are and what you think you want to pursue at this point. That's crazy. Seventy <laughs> percent of students change their major after freshman year. Oh, absolutely. I mentor a lot of students. You know that, Stephen. We spoke about that. And my best advice, and including this to some of our interns and and again some of the mentors that are mentorees, is I don't expect them to know what it is that they want to do. I can't. At seventeen years old, let's face it, it's tough. 
There's a genius behind everyone. Every human has a genius deep inside them. And it does take some years to identify the genius in you, right? So many times, I'll tell you, if you're so confused, don't spend all this money at the moment. Go to a, a local county college because you mature in those couple years. And then you could just make a great decision because in those two years, and maybe college, let's face it, let's be honest, maybe it's not for everybody because it's not. Right. There's great trades out there that you can make a phenomenal life from, you know? I also say, listen, if you're not sure and you have to identify a major, listen, select business marketing or something, because you could always apply that degree to anything it is in life that you want to do. Let's face it, you and I have been out in the workforce for many years now. And let's face it, our degree specifically, unless you're a doctor or a lawyer or something specialized, your degree probably is not exactly what it is that you're doing today. <laughs> no, no. As a matter of fact, you know, I was reading an article recently that said that many employers don't even look at what you majored, right? Fresh out of college, they don't look at what you majored. Now, I always recommend, you know, even my students that want to go into the arts, right? That want to pursue a career in acting or in dance. I say always take a business course. And if oh, you can minor yeah. in business, it's important because remember, it's called show business. That's right. It's not just about acting or dancing, but it's a business. And you have to know exactly what you're getting into beyond the art of acting or dancing, right? So again, it goes back to getting to know yourself and respecting yourself enough to allow yourself to fail because that's part of the journey. Absolutely right. It is. And it's, and a, it's, and it's a learning process, you know, to learn to fail. I mean, how do you do that, right? You got to fail right. once, twice. And the thing is, you got to get back up. I mean, you got to get back up and proceed in one direction. That direction is always going to be forward. That's absolutely right, Hugo. That's why it goes back to respect. Because if you respect yourself, you'll forgive yourself for failing. Interesting. And you'll allow yourself to get back on your feet. And Stephen, this is just fascinating because you've taken something that I'm very familiar with, right? The, the, the whole process and with this whole thing of having self-respect, you know, in within the process, right, of the college admissions program and obviously in life, that's a given. But that's fascinating how you tie it all together. It just makes a lot of sense. I never thought of it this way. So, you know, very, very interesting. Let me ask you this. What are some of the vital steps that say a student has to go through to be successful, right? Through this whole college process, the admissions process, the applications, especially if you're dealing with international. I mean, that puts a whole other massive layer on everything that it is you need to do or help or guide. Right. Well, I think that 50% of the process, again, is academics, right? You have to have the grades. You have to demonstrate that you're capable and willing. Yeah, <laughs> willing. Out, yeah, no doubt on that one. Right? Capable and willing to do the work. So, of course, taking a rigorous course load, taking challenging courses that will demonstrate that you're able to do college-level work, that's important, right? Colleges don't want to accept students that they feel are going to drop out because they can't do the work, right? Attrition is a very bad word in higher education, and retention is a key word. So that's why, you know, the most selective colleges and universities are so successful and have a 98% retention rate because they admit students that they're pretty sure will stay the entire four years. So you want to demonstrate that you have the chops to do the academic work. But then on top of that, you really have to work on becoming the most interesting person you could possibly be. An admissions director once said, the most interesting people are the most interesting applicants. That's awesome. We all have a story to tell. Absolutely. 
whether you're on 86 and Park or whether you're in another part of New York or another part of the country, whether you come from a rural part of the country, we all have a story to tell. And that's why the essay, the personal statement, is so important because that's where the students have an opportunity to divulge or share something that's not found anywhere else on the application. We also do work with uh, UK universities. So we do help students with the UK admissions process. And I always say that the main difference between the UK personal statement and the American college essay is that the UK essay is an academic document that comes from the brain, whereas the American college essay comes from the heart. Interesting. It's not an academic document. It's about sharing a moment in your life. About who you really are. Right, that aha moment, that, oh my God, I didn't realize that A, B, and C. And here, what's so fascinating when I'm working with students, right? Because sometimes that aha moment that they experience happens while they're on a train or on a plane or on a line to get into a movie theater or, you know, or a sports venue. It's really fascinating how, you know, young people, and that's why I love working with young people, really become sponges and they're absorbing everything, like I said earlier. Right. And it would be a moment where you're online waiting to get into, you know, Yankee Stadium or City Field and you're talking to someone and it develops into a conversation that you never thought online waiting to get into a sports venue. (laughs) That's great. And you're so right about that. The craziest ideas, concepts, they come about when you least expect them. Yes. Yes. And, you know, and and I work with a very diverse group of students. Mm -hmm. I feel really blessed about that. And, you know, I I had a student in LA a few years ago who said to me during our our session, she said, working with you has been a blessing. Listen to this. This was just maybe 10 years ago. Working with you has been a blessing because you're the first person that looks like you that I've ever worked with in a position of authority. Interesting. So I helped create an ambiance and create a situation where she felt comfortable enough in saying that to me. That's awesome. And that is so important. And I've talked about this even when you're networking. Stephen, you get this because I, I'm assuming you're giving them the same message I give other people when they're you're already out of college and you're starting to build your network. You got to create that ambiance, you know, yes. that comfortable atmosphere around you to be able to have human conversations, natural conversations. Those are the beginning and the foundations of true relationships. You know, when they blossom, you never know who you're going to meet. It could be all of a sudden, you know, you drop something, you go to pick it up, you bump into somebody, you start talking, a crack a joke. Next thing you know, you're having a natural conversation over something. You find out they're an executive looking to hire someone just like you. Right. I took my niece a few years ago to Disney World. And you know how those lines are, very long lines to get. (laughs) And it's hot, right? And you're waiting in line to get into whatever ride. And... You know, I just picked up two parents, two clients online in Disney World, just talking about, oh my God, the things we do for the young people that we love, right? right. Yeah, we're online waiting. Oh, what do you do? Oh, you know, I, I'm a college educator. I'm a college. I'm a college consultant. I'm a, I'm a mentor. Oh, really? Well, my son is looking at A, B, and C. And yeah. Stephen, let me ask you a question. Your ideal client, to use a word, you know, I know they're a student. Is it a junior in high school? A senior in high school? Do you work with college students that are maybe in the corporate America world? What's the ideal age? Is there an ideal age? Or is it just wide open? 
Well, it is wide open, yeah. right? And I think it, it really depends on the level of maturity, right? I think that that's one of the things that we really evaluate when we're working with a student because we, we don't want to work with students that are not willing to do the work. Absolutely, yeah. Not just the academic work, but doing the work, right? And that's respecting and your us, time I mean, too, right? You're investing time with them. Definitely falls into the uh, respecting not only their time, but your time. Exactly. I make sure that they're on time, right? Absolutely. And if you're running late, please let me know, right? So important You, you can't too. cancel a session five minutes before because that's a sign of disrespect to me, to yourself, and to the process, and to the other person I could have met during your time. It's all part of the process. So ideally, you know, for college, I love to start working with students as young as, you know, freshman year, ninth grade. Wow. Awesome. We started working recently with eighth graders because it's, it's more than just the application and the essay and doing some standardized test prep. Sure. But we take students under a wing and, you know, we take students to the Van Gogh exhibit downtown. That's we right. take them to the Sasan exhibit at the MoMA. Right. We take them to Broadway shows. Right. And let's let's discuss what we just saw. Right. And it's really fascinating. That's why this mentoring relationship that we foster is so important yeah. for our students and for our families. You just said something that's so interesting is because you're also educating them on on respecting culture. The arts. Yes. I, and it's funny because the I don't know, just say like myself during those years, I was an athlete. You know, and you don't think of those things, the culture, the arts, the museums, but it's such an essential part of developing who you really are. You know, sometimes I wish I could go back and start even younger. Culture is such a broad statement, right? You right. know, you have your, your nationality, culture that maybe you grew up within, but to build the individual and develop that culture of appreciation maybe for the arts, appreciate museums artwork whatever it may be it's such a vital process a piece of the process in developing who you are well that's why a university like columbia yeah their core curriculum is all about that right it's all about whether you're majoring in engineering or economics or any other course you know the the, the goal is for a doctor to be able to go to the van gogh exhibit and say that's starry nights or a, uh, a musician to be able to talk biology and talk biochemistry or have it again, a doctor or lawyer be able to identify Vivaldi or Bach or Beethoven or bachata, salsa, merengue, right? right? So I think all of these things are very important and that's what I try to bring to the table. Awesome. We have really deep discussions about race and class and privilege. You know, many of my, of my students are privileged. So it's not about feeling guilty about being privileged. It's about what you're doing with that privilege. Great point. And isn't that a sign of respect? Absolutely. Absolutely, Stephen. No Because you can't, by, by definition, privilege is something that you're born with, right? Mm -hmm. You didn't ask for, whether it's gender privilege, skin privilege, socioeconomic privilege, right? But it's what you do with it that makes you stand out. I love that. I right? Love it's not that. about, oh, I feel so guilty, you know? <laughs> no, it's not about feeling guilty. I mean, I identify that I live in a society that's still very sexist, and I, I realize that I have gender privilege in this society, but it's what I do with it that really makes a difference. Absolutely right. right. Great point. When I look at identifying, you know, strong females that will really make my firm stronger, and, you know, that that's very important to me. I, mean, I think we both, you know, had Latina moms, right, where respect is very important, right? 
Absolutely <laughs> right. <laughs> we won't even get into that topic. That's right. That's Things right. Would that's fly. right. That's right. <laughs> so, Stephen, this is just a fascinating conversation. And again, thank you for your time today. Let me ask you something for all our listeners. How can they get a hold of Stephen Cruz? Well, thank you. Thank you, first of all, for the time. Yeah, they can visit our website, omegaed.com, or email us at info at omegaed.com, omegaed.com. And myself or a member of my team will uh, get back to you. Awesome. Um, you know, within 24 hours. And I'll make sure to include all the links. Also, I wanted to ask you one more thing before we wrap Ooh. up here, Stephen. What's that one tidbit of advice that you would give to all our listeners? Yes. Well, thank you for this opportunity. I always say just be faithful and keep on working. I love that. I love That's it. That's right. Because interesting people make the most interesting applicants. Love it. Steven, once again, thank you for being on our program here. And again, that wraps up our episode, the single most important skill for acing college admissions and in life. We've learned it. It's respect. Steven yes. Cruz, thanks again. And this is Steve oh and Hugo, and we are checking out.